0: Imagine like an Apple designed trash can, but it's for composting. So you, all of your food- How often do you guys use this? Every day. Daily, every day. Our kids love it.
1: Yeah, it's actually one of my favorite products in our house now.
0: guys what's cooking what's cooking is that hair if anyone is not watching the podcast video just has a voluminous, voluminous set of locks and i am loving it's it really you know what this, is? this
2: is i drew i drove four and a half hours today for a and it's midday for a 20 minute site visit for our big women's event cool. and i didn't have time to brush my hair but I was looking forward to this podcast. Whatever you did, just
0: do that every day. Yeah, I'm liking yeah. it a lot, yes Yeah, thank and you. I think everyone out there listening should convert to the video podcast so you can look.
2: And Sam's promoting Joe and the Juice. What? Why?
3: <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Joe and the Juice Identity. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do like Joe and the Joe Juice. Joe and the Juice. I
2: am glad now. Sam is sitting, so he's in our podcasting studio slash Mario Kart children's area. And I'm glad you're back from the offsite, Sam, because. Unfortunately, I cannot help our four-year-old get better than eighth in Mario Kart. And the first day- can we just stop
0: and pause on Mario versus Mario? (laughs) Oh, Mario. Do you say Mario? Tomato, tomato, I get it. But like, I'm just, I want to make sure that we're talking about the same
2: part. It's-a me, Mario. (laughs) Well, I I clearly am not the expert in this. And so day one, major meltdown- Day two, I thought I was going to land in sixth place and redeem myself, but there was a little bit of a slip. But apparently our elder son called you at the offsite and you told him, don't worry. The solution to being eighth is tomorrow we will win when I'm back, which I don't actually think is the life lesson I was trying to teach in the situation. <laughs> but I'm glad you're back.
3: Well, I mean, I'm, I did get the debrief on the eighth Mario finish for... For, uh, for Maverick and Maverick does have a trouble because Maverick is used to winning I do the, he hits a yeah. he hits the gas and no, I do oh, I'm familiar. Else, which and Oh, li- you know and uh, and I, I heard it was a meltdown situation and I did say like good news I'm not going to New York so I will be back and we'll get our normal first place finishes.
2: Lawrence do you have these kind of challenges when one you know one parent's working and the other has to um,
3: how did you get eighth? Our six year old can get like third.
2: But but I'm holding the controller with him.
3: <laughs> it is not
2: the most natural situation. Uh, also my brain, I was parenting. playing Suzuki violin throughout my childhood. I was not doing this.
1: Parenting brought to you by more or less.
2: <laughs> what we need to do is go
0: to Tokyo and they have real life Mario Kart and we can all get in real carts and our kids can be in carts and we can dress up and do like real races. Cause like the video games are Are there
3: Are there spiny shells? Yeah, they've got this peels. whole like, thing
1: in Tokyo where you can do it in the actual streets of Tokyo.
2: Okay, I'm not sure how I feel about this. But anyway, hi, <laughs> Morans. You can tell I haven't seen my husband in a few days. We have a lot to, a
1: lot to get through.
0: Yeah, we could just make this like a marital episode if you guys need to get some stuff out of your system.
2: I think
3: the No, I think we interested. actually
2: covered the territory that needed to be covered. Um, but uh That's it. Well, it's nice to see you guys. Welcome to everyone this week, more or less, where we bring you what's really happening, what people are really talking about. I, I'm the news is hopping, guys. I don't know if you feel it, but um you know Apple on. events, IPOs, startup meltdowns, dun dun dun. Um I, let's start this week by going to you, Dave. You were what, like third row at the Apple event? Like a, how do you get that ticket? And B, how was it?
1: Uh, get the ticket by having a very long-term relationship, um, that I'm very grateful. It was second
0: for. Second row, Jess, get it right. Second please. row. Oh, I'm so yeah. sorry.
2: Yeah. Who are you next to? Can
3: you? So, so you were the first loser. <laughs>
2: no,
3: That's like the worst for Yeah. No. It's like first. So you either want to be a gold medalist or at least get a medal. It never. Well, I don't work the there, there Sam.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I reject that. Yeah, but I would
3: assume no one, I would assume that no one in the first three no, Yeah, the first row is everybody there. that works
1: there. Yeah. Dave, really? take us, Sam, be quiet for a
2: sec. Dave, take us inside, actually. So viewers, like, I covered Apple for the Wall Street Journal for a long time. And the, these events are Apple's, like, mini Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Every time, a new device. Now, I, I personally think that, like, we're on iPhone gazillion, and these events have lost some luster. But we can we can talk about that separately. But They draw in the who's who of Silicon Valley, the Dave Morin's. And like, I'm actually curious, like walk us through it, how it felt like. And does it feel like, you know, the Apple events of five years ago, 10 years ago? Like what's happening down
1: there? Yeah, I mean, uh, the big difference actually is that the uh, event is no longer live. And this happened after the pandemic. Um, You know, the uh, Tim comes out on stage and introduces uh, the event, but then they play a video that is. You know, we've been seeing this for several. uh, You know, several launch events now, where they have these amazingly produced uh, launch. They're almost mini movies, really, and um, and so that's the big change that's happened since the pandemic. um, Is that the keynote is no longer live? I think that they. I tell you why.
3: Well, i can tell you why.
1: I think there's actually a practical reason. I mean, you might have a a joking reason, but the practical reason is no, they want to be can able get to translate to transla- more
0: people in more places at the same time.
1: Yeah, they want to be able to translate it to every country in the world. Um, you know, there's a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of uh, a lot behind it. Um, I also noticed, um, Jess, to the the press point, um, it seems like they've really upped the game in terms of providing pretty amazing. Uh, different opportunities for all the journalists that were there. Like that was one of the things that a lot of the journalists were talking to me about was that the way that the event was um, managed and their ability to get access to the new products, like it's just a very good experience all around. Um, So, I mean, to go inside of it a little bit, I mean, the Steve Jobs Theater is a really incredible place. Um, You know, the, the thing that I actually love most about it is the sound. It's a unbelievable sound experience, um, which you would expect, you know. Um, but the the quality of the um, the event and the the sound experience and the the quality of the I guess it's a pretty advanced Dolby Cinema projector of some kind. Like it's a really quite shockingly awesome um, theater experience. Um, and uh, after the show is over, you know, they have a demo area and you can see all the new products and. Uh, it's sort of right at the top of the stairs and, um, and, uh, you know, get your hands on and see, see what's, what's new. And so, I don't know, if so do you want to talk the most about exciting, what we
2: saw? Talk- I mean, all the headlines from the event are the, again, that the iPhone is now going to be on the USB-C charging system per Europe regulation, something yep. we talked about last week. Yep. Like,
3: that must have been a great launch video. It's like the story of European regulation. <laughs> ah, USBC.
1: I mean, the the best video of the whole thing is that they did, I guess it's kind of a, a take on um, Larry David to talk about their, uh, Sam, I guess you might have, it was like a Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, skit that they did to talk about their climate goals. Um, where they had Mother Nature come in and sort of take them to task uh, around the table.
3: Well, the last, the last Larry David uh, commercial was that wonderful FTX commercial. Oh yeah. yeah. So you know, well, Larry no, David Larry David wasn't in it, was great...
1: but the the style of the uh, the style oh, can of how could get
2: Larry David? What's happening?
1: Well, I think Tim kind of played that character. You'll have to watch it. I actually think it's quite okay. good, um, and it communicates. I think the big news of yesterday was that they, for the first time, kind of communicated this big 2030 uh, net zero carbon goal, which is that they're trying to make their entire product line carbon neutral by 2030. And yesterday they actually uh, released the first carbon neutral products. Um, and I I believe it's the watch, um, is the, is the main one. And they made some pretty dramatic changes to, I thought, you know, some things people didn't notice, um, the, the cobalt in the batteries for all the new iPhones is 100% recycled. And anybody that's sort of in the behind the scenes conversation about, you know, electric and energy is very worried about cobalt and where it's coming from. It typically doesn't come from very good places.
3: Isn't this all bullshit? Isn't this... Oh, well, well, hear me out. It's like, again, one, the way companies are net zero is they buy a lot of offsets or plant a lot of trees. And, and like, that's part one. And then the cobalt... And so a lot of this stuff is bullshit because, like, you got to plant the trees anyway. Like, you know, the fact that you you bought them was somehow not a big deal. And the cobalt thing, it's like, it's not like we're not going to extract a ton more cobalt. So, like, sure, you can be the one using the recycled stuff versus someone else. Pay a little more for it, put a nice sticker on it, but it's not like you are actually having an impact from a climate perspective, right? Like
1: we yeah, still need a look, bunch of rare. I think that's why it's we're like, talking about neutral here. But I I do think it's a little bit uh, intellectually dishonest to call it bullshit, right? Like what they're doing at the scale they're doing is I think should be admired, right? Like they're trying to take an enormous supply chain and move it in a better direction and it will have an impact. I mean, I think that's like, it's like a little bit unfair to say that it wouldn't.
3: Yeah, I just think like these things all run through markets, right? And so if someone's like, you know, again, like I'm not saying it's obviously it's better than not doing nothing. But like, I think a lot of these carbon neutral things are, they're either bullshit because it literally is just like the offsetty thing. And the quality of offsets is all across the map. And some people do better ones. I'm sure the best tech companies do actually invest in try and do the best offsets you can. But it is kind of like going to a bunch of rural farmers and being like, do you promise to not cut down this forest? And they're like... Sure. I wasn't going to cut it out anyway, but sure. Right. Like that type of stuff or it's stuff like, um, a lot of the recycling stuff, which is great. Like we should obviously recycle these metals and it is super cool. You can take a battery, shred it up into pieces, pull all the shit out of it, put it back through. You know, there's obviously energy costs to that and the, the things like that, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to dig up a bunch of rare earth metals to the other products that need it. It's just kind of like, it's like taking a commodity and trying to decommodify it in a way. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah, this is an interesting point, but I also want to get back to what Britt was saying about <laughs> I the Apple event. And oh I actually iPhone iPhone greenwashing iPhone, or not greenwashing. And I mean, I like,
1: think it's a viable thing to note. Like my biggest thing that I noticed was that this took a major, it's a major component of the launch, which was, that's not normal. Uh, well,
2: but that, I mean, I actually don't have a very, like I think what they're doing is good, but a major component of their launch also means they decided to talk about it in part because, like, there's not much else to talk about.
1: Oh, I, right? I mean that's like, fair, but I think they're now pitching it as a feature. It's not just a. It's not just a. You know, oh hey, we're doing this with which they've always said, but they're now actually yeah, but it's kind of like with it, which is a big it, change for Apple.
3: But it is kind of just for Apple, yes. But it is like a lot of the AV stuff where you're like, okay, like. Congratulations, your EV is not like directly using fossil fuels, but that doesn't mean that it isn't actually using a ton of fossil fuels to make it. It doesn't mean that
2: it it isn't cool, that it isn't better, and it isn't positive, but it isn't something consumers are going to react to that it is an EV. But like, I just don't. You drive up and down 101, and all you see are billboards for phones arguing about the quality of photos. Like literally the only way to get someone to buy a new phone right now is like the pictures taken on the iPhone yeah. or the pictures taken on the other phone improved by the Android phone. Well, there's phone.
1: a flip one. There's also the the one that opens a thousand times in it breaks. <laughs> What's that one? I, I've <laughs> I wondered know. if you can turn it into a paper airplane.
2: But the point <laughs> like, being, it seems to me like Apple... Apple builds excellent products. They're also a marketing company.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Best marketing company of all time.
2: And they need something to talk about. And like, you know, I'm going to buy a new one of these when this breaks to pieces or doesn't charge or something. Not when like it's green versus not green. Right. But.
3: I just stockpile these. I'm I'm looking forward to them. re-release. I mean, like in three years, I'm like. Introducing a less powerful phone that's the right size for Sam, Sam's hand. You <laughs> need
1: to stockpile those now because they they announced they're discontinuing it.
0: Oh no! I, I already have. I,
3: Jessica Jessica went to was going to China and she was like, "Sam, I need a clean phone. Can I have one of your phones to take to China?" And I did not let her have one of them. I was like, "No, you can't. I need." I these found phones. another she way. Went, that's my stockpile. Brett, your
0: take okay, on Apple? Thank you. Okay, I'm here's my thing. They've. <laughs> They released the iPhone like fifteen years ago, sixteen years ago. But like we're averaging one new iPhone a year at this point. And my question is like, how many iPhones are we going to release before the next like major device innovation? And and you could say it's Vision Pro, but I don't think I don't think Vision Pro is the iPhone. And so like, what does what hap, How many? Where are we going from here? Are we at like iPhone thirty five?
3: I spent $600 on two of these puppies of like a months, week I think one of but ago. that's okay.
1: Does
0: it well, no, that, they're not.
3: I bought, I bought two new ones. This is the new platform. Cam is
0: holding up AirPods for anyone not on video. I <laughs>
1: haven't an answered. Multiple copies. I have in. an answer to this. And you lose them so based okay, on. Okay, Dave. I have an dude, answer to answer. this based on what the real big features of yesterday were. You know, just to your point, uh, the camera technology took another leap forward. Um, the, uh, the camera, particularly in the iPhone, Um, Pro Max is pretty extraordinary. It's like the equivalent of having a Canon 5D mark in your pocket. I mean, they put a 105 millimeter zoom lens on this thing. Like I was playing with it. It's like a true 5X optical zoom that's unlike anything I've ever seen for its size. Like normally a lens that, uh, you know, is that powerful. I mean, Sam knows this he carries them on all of our trips. Is like this long, and so the fact that they're able to put that into, uh, you know, into the same size case as this thing is pretty awesome. Um, I'm actually going to upgrade to the Max because of it because I think it's that big of an improvement to the camera tech.
3: But Dave, does it have does it have the moonshot? The moonshot. Remember lunar shot? Oh the yeah, Samsung thing.
1: <laughs> this is a pretty good story, actually. <laughs> this is
3: this is a great story, and this is where the world is going. So Samsung releases a phone with a super special mode, which has super amazing zoom for taking pictures of the moon. And you're like, hold oh, How the fuck do you do that? And everyone's like, how? that is not possible. But like, it was amazing. Like, you hold up to the moon. It's like a perfect thing of the moon. What did they do? They basically just like recognize that you were pointing the camera at the moon and loaded up a super like high-rise image of the moon. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. But the battery is like, a thousand X optical zoom <laughs> on the moon. And you're like, that, you want to know where camera technology is going? That's what's going on. So, like you point at, like, an unattractive person, and it's like, oh, my God, this is the most attractive person I've ever seen. It's just, like, AI on voters, board. Right? built in.
2: I don't know, Brit, like, using your innovator's brain, like, if you were Apple,
3: well, like, what would you do? Well, say I think one- it
2: has to take a new
0: Okay, go
1: ahead. Brit, the the other thing I was going to say which is towards your question is there are two things beyond the camera that were really interesting. One, on the Apple Watch, they now have a haptic feedback um, algorithm that is making it so that you can, you know, take action on your watch by just tapping your fingers, which is a a move in the direction of new interface models, right? And then secondly- So, wait, so you're wearing
2: your watch yeah, and you like want to click a message and you just wave your fingers you without double touching tap your watch? them. Yeah. You
1: double tap them like mm-hmm. this. And you can set that action to do any number of things. And That's cool. it uses I a like machine that. learning algorithm to look at not just the accelerometer and the gyroscope, but also the blood flow uh, in And Vision
0: Pro has these features too, yes. right? So this is something Apple's doubling down on.
1: And then the camera also uh, now does spatial video. So you can start taking videos that will then translate into the spatial computing environment with this device. So both of these are moving in that direction.
3: That is actually pretty cool.
1: Okay,
0: Sam likes one thing about the new phone. We got
2: one.
3: I'm like, I'm just excited with the haptics for like Italians to get it. And like, they're gonna be clicking all sorts of shit as they talk. <laughs> I don't
2: even think it's gonna be your Italian voice. I just have no idea what you're talking
3: about. Because that's exactly, because you do this. You're gonna have a terrible time with this watch. It's gonna be like clicking on all sorts of shit as you're trying to talk. Very
2: expressive. I'm very expressive. But this is, so, okay. So we think, well, let's, let's take a poll. Are we like more bullish on Apple after this launch or are we less bullish on Apple after this launch? Uh, to you, Brett. Ugh, I'm not like super
0: impressed other than the camera, um, but, but I like where we're headed with a new interface. I'm, I'm tired of this phone interface, and I think mm-hmm. like – I guess my question is just how many – I think it's like a t- closer to 10-year out pro- uh, transition, not five years out, but that's just my intuition. I don't know. So okay. yes, but I want them to accelerate –
2: faster into getting me off this. So right direction, but need to go faster. Sam, what about you?
3: Well, my biggest technology breakthrough the last week has been rediscovering the printer. (laughs) So...
2: Can you tell them
0: what we've been up to? Sam,
3: if you get my message, I sent you one. Uh, I've gotten many. I haven't looked at my inbox in the last day cuz I was on an offsite but right I'll check there. my inbox yeah. when I when I got I'll there. explain
0: what's happening. So I just decided hold on, hold on. We need to tell the listeners who didn't miss- get the last episode. So Sam really likes printers these days. We're going backwards Basic in time HP. like fax machines, printers. Great
3: amazing Where interface. You can
0: send Amazing Send an interface. email to like Sam's printer's email address and it prints out for him. And that's the way he'll actually respond to your messages. And so a bunch of our friends who heard the episode and other people in the community are now sending Sam. They're fax bombing him. Faxes? Are they faxing No, they,
3: they're the nicest messages. I get this nicest messages when people have a nice day, hope to see you in New York. I get It's wonderful. It's my most pure. There's no spam. How do I feel about the my
0: environment
2: absolute, to tie it back <laughs> This is not very
0: carbon neutral. It's fine. It's
3: no, it's 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 a my printer is 100% carbon neutral because I bought a fucking tree and I claimed it as carbon neutral. <laughs>
1: oh man. It's great. We'll see. Okay, share. but it
0: I want to
2: okay. Sam for the address. But Sam,
0: is pr- Apple more or less on the right trajectory after Thank after his launch. Thank you. I'm bringing it back.
3: Well, the market says less on the right direction. direction. The market's launching well, out. Well, that's
0: a short-term launch. view, Sam. You're a, you're a seed investor. <laughs>
3: Um, look, I just don't, I just think like at this point, Apple and the really big tech platforms are such incredible machines that like, it's, it's really like none of these launches matter, right? Like they just churn shit out and it's fine and everyone buys it. And, like, you know, they do. They add some subscription revenue and charge you $60 a month for more iCloud shit, and you pay it. They're, like, very utility-oriented in my mind. So, like, I do think there's some cool tech stuff going on. Like, you know, again, I don't think there's nothing cool going on in tech. And I do think the spatial computing stuff, even I'll admit, is a cool demo, right? And there is some stuff I think is interesting. But, like, no, I'm completely uninterested in another iPhone. I already have a whole stockpile of them. And I haven't upgraded in a long time. And, like... I I think, you know, I think the carbon neutral stuff, I'm kidding aside, like I'm very, the environment's fucked and I'm super worried about it. I think a lot of the corporate messaging around it is just that, which is they did their market research and people want to not feel terrible about themselves. And so they figured out that they should market it. I think the reality of it is completely separate, you know, conversation that, you know, is bigger than even Apple. Apple's big but this shit's even much bigger than they are, right, in terms of how you would orient the world in a way that is kind of, you know, securing our carbon future, which we can all agree is pretty fucked right now, right? Um, So, you know, I'm pretty cynical about that stuff. Um,
2: Dave, after the event, did it tip you in the more direction or the less direction?
1: Well, uh, I'm definitely more, and this event is not, you know, this is the straight up the fairway, uh, you know, the two products that, we all use um, every day. They're like the core kit that anybody carries around, right? Like, you know, you use an iPhone, you use a watch, like these are kind of standard issue now, right? And um, and so to me, like going into it expectations wise, I guess to Sam's point, I was expecting the next evolution. I wasn't expecting a revolution yesterday. And so that being said, the things that we talked about, um, I think the thing that I'm most excited about in terms of Apple's strategy and I haven't heard anyone talk about it this way, but I think of where we are at in the computing epochs is that we're in a Cambrian moment in computing. Where computing has sort of exploded, it's all around us, it's on our wrists, it's in our ears, like those AirPods Sam held up are more powerful than the Apollo mission like in a single AirPod, right? And we're all kind of have like all these different computers all around us all the time, but it's like we've assembled the chairs in an orchestra, but nobody's written a symphony yet. And I think that where this spatial computing vision kind of points toward is this like symphonic view of like this Cambrian moment where we're going to actually start to get all these computers to work together in interesting ways. And so to see these kind of, okay, the Apple watches starting to be, have like, you know, non, or whatever you want to call it, taptic, haptic interface, Um, you know, the, phone itself is gonna become an input device for this spatial world. Like, we're sort of moving in that direction. And Apple's really the only company that I see kind of taking this Cambrian computing and trying to put it all together into one big vision. And I think that's pretty powerful.
2: Apple's not a software company. I mean, they are, that's unfair to say. They are definitely, I mean, there are no OS company, right? But like Apple, I Apple is an Apple because of its ability to do software. I mean, maybe you could disagree with that. I would disagree with that.
1: I think that, you know, look, yesterday there was also impressive advancements in silicone. You've got impressive advancements in hardware. And okay, you guys can, you know, pan the environmental aspects of this. But I do think that like what they're doing in hardware is legitimately pretty interesting and innovative and Um, You pile on top of that the climate stuff, and it's cool. And then the software on top of it is, uh, you know, to to achieve this kind of uh, vision that I'm talking about, you have to have software that works together across all of these different devices. I mean, one of the things that they talked about is Siri is now not just um, on board and out of the cloud, and that's because of their silicone advancements, but they're also, you know, they're putting Siri with, and this is kind of like, it's like a footnote in the launch. Siri with transformers is now on device in the watch, right? And like, this is like a-
2: Right, so this is a really good point. And I hear everything you're saying, but I still don't use Siri because it's still not very good.
1: Yeah, but I think what they said yesterday is we've now put Siri on device because of our silicone. It has transformers in it. That points towards an investment in Siri that means that within a few years, that's going to be radically different.
2: Maybe. Or maybe the teams would still be bickering and they won't be able to build anything. Right. Mm, Like we'll see. I I agree. There's parts of hardware where obviously they're exceptional, but like at the end of the day, in this Cambrian explosion of computing, like the endpoints matter too, and the services matter. And, you know, in the mobile world, like they could kind of limp into these key services like maps, like messaging and make them good enough and leverage their scale but if we're at another inflection point you know there could be another realignment like let sure. I just say i'm actually bullish long-term apple and like you just can't like count this like almost three trillion dollar kind of company out or whatever but i do think of an event like this like pulls me back slightly more negative just because I think it reveals like all these kind of issues under the surface. Mm. And guys, I don't wanna like talk about China all day long, but like the biggest things that are happening right now to Apple that affect deeply the company and probably like why the stock isn't impressed is like, you know, this trade war that I was witnessing on my trip there, like China came back and they said, oh, now we're gonna block iPhones from government agencies and, you know, at the same time, like we reported the information that their big bet on like U.S. semi-manufacturing actually has this wrinkle that final assembly still happens in Taiwan. Like, like these are the big issues that I think also yeah. like in many ways matter more.
3: So look, here's, can I, just, I, I don't know how we haven't brought up the fact, you know, Dave, Cambridge Explosion, the whole idea of it is openness. And Apple is Cambridge Explosion is all their own devices, right? Like the reason Apple gets away with shitty software is because it's a fully vertical closed ecosystem. You're like, you have to use Apple Maps because like they force you into it effectively. You know, the same thing with Siri, etc. So I think it's just interesting language. Like the reality is why is the China thing such a big deal? It's because it's a fucking closed platform, right? And so they're so rich. Right and able to make such good hardware that's so much better than everyone else, they can get away with this. But iMessage, da, 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 they are like the ultimate and always have been vertically closed system. We're like it's like a Cambrian explosion of their own devices, as opposed to it being what we grew up with, which is the open internet and open innovation and open protocols. So, like, I it, the question is, I think the real Apple story still maintain continues to be its closed systems versus open systems, and Apple is the closed.
1: Yeah, system. look, I think that's fair and. Sam, I think your point is fair uh, on one vector, but the other vector, is, and you and I both know this from investing in a lot of hardware companies, that to create a great hardware company, um, and you know nine out of 10 hardware companies fail because of how... Actually, how, 10 how, out of 10 Yeah, fail. how difficult <laughs> it is to... But some get acquired right before
3: they fail, and therefore And you the make reason money why
1: <laughs> is that the integration between hardware and software, and this has been said ad nauseum throughout the millennia, is incredibly difficult. And it just the
2: millennia of hardware. I it love just
1: it. is, right? And you know, we could go
3: It's like when you invented the wheel. <laughs> It's like putting that fucking wheel on an axle is like a like fucking Like who else disaster.
1: is like this, right? Like, like Tesla, right? Like you buy a Tesla car and like the whole thing is vertically integrated, right? Like, I, I hear,
2: th- by the way, you guys may be changing your Tesla. Like what's up with that? You just so upgraded. We have your a third, third kid, Jess.
1: If you read this, uh, <laughs> we can put the article in, but there's, an ar- there's a really interesting interview with the CEO of Ford a few weeks ago where he runs down... All of the different suppliers of different hardware, different firmware, that when he inherited the company, he had to go and say, "Okay, if we're going to create an electric car, like, can we even remotely do what not, you know, not Tesla, but like, let's say the next best electric EV company. And he runs down. It's something like there's I want to say it's on the order of a thousand different vendors with a thousand different firmwares that they have to maintain code bases across all of these different things. They have to integrate that. And make it safe, right? And all these kinds of things. And so, to me, it's like it's hard to knock Apple for doing the thing that produces the best user experience. You can have like downstream, like yeah.
3: I'm not knocking. Look, I don't, I don't knock them at all. And I agree with you, Dave. I mean, the reality is one of the things that's beauty of Silicon Valley in this stuff is it's actually much easier to start with a blank piece of paper, right? And just like go monoline and do it all yourself. Like there's a like a whole bunch. Like it is especially hardware. Especially yeah. hardware, and hardware is a disaster of a business. I mean, there are we every once in a while we invest in a hardware company because it's so fucking cool. You really yeah. just have to. And like the reality is, of the hardware companies, even that we've made money on, it's mostly because someone big bought them because the product was so good. And one one generation later, yeah. it would have died, right? Like, I mean, Nest is the ideal story. story of this, we should really you know, do an entire podcast so on stories. this because the, the capital
1: structure of hardware. I think is not talked about enough and more of it should exist, but the, you know, there's all these things, dilution, capital, like all these kinds of things that get in the way of new atoms coming into the world and,
3: and there, look, there are good. Like, look, I'm like sitting here with a Garmin watch, not an Apple Watch, fiddling with another Garmin device. Garmin's avionics stuff. Like, Garmin makes amazing hardware, right? And like, you know, it's but, is that but because it's, like, of their it, you know B two B? I business? don't actually like, they've think they've
1: got a massive B two B like military business. I right? assume so.
3: I
2: have a question. I, um. Britt and Dave, you guys are um, speaking of hardware in the sauna making business. Yes. Is this a good example? (laughs) And And electric boats.
1: Yeah, we got boats (laughs) and saunas.
2: Why are you incubating and building saunas if hardware is so hard?
1: Well, I think that hardware is, um, it's like entrepreneurship on expert mode, right? Like it's a very bad thing to try to do if you're a first time entrepreneur if you're a multi-time entrepreneur and you understand some of the things that we've talked about, like uh, how difficult the capital structures are, um, how difficult the uh, design and engineering, like there's a lot of mechanical engineering, a lot of electrical engineering. And then you also have supply chain issues. And it's not just setting up the supply chain, but it's setting up the sell through and management of the actual inventory in the supply chain like most hardware companies actually die with a bunch of stuff on pallets still in China or Vietnam or wherever they're being assembled
2: is flexport supposed to change that speaking of sort of, of in the news. but it
1: doesn't matter if you don't set up your sales channels to sell through into retail properly you know you end up in a bad position Isn't
2: shopify supposed to change that like i
1: no. no but like look even like you make a great product that everyone
3: loves like like yep. boosted boards <laughs> Love them, amazing products, sure our, right? Our listeners
1: and like Casey Neistat has on. all the remaining inventory,
3: oh. right? Well, I'm actually am very proud. One of, the, one of my claims to fame is I introduced <laughs> Casey to Boosted Sports, right? Like that was like I was with him, and I was like, "Casey, you got to try this thing." And like he became like the Boosted one of my, fa- but, like, what are my I, favorite, like one of my favorite
1: seed hardware investments, right, Sam? Yeah, amazing, but yeah.
3: died, yeah. dead, right? Like you know, like they all die, right? Unless someone buys them. Um, because I, it's will say, like, or, I think I've if you have an a expert, bunch of founders, I will say I've
0: noticed a bunch of like, I would call them Silicon Valley alumni. Like they've already made it like they're huge names who don't want to work on software anymore. They like want to build physical things. This is Matt Rogers
2: totally. garbage can. Can we talk about this one? I, I you guys love the garbage. Yeah, we have one company.
1: and it's amazing.
2: I knew you'd have one. Okay, walk us through. So Matt Rogers was one of the co-founders of Nest. Yes, we were seed investors. It's called Mill.
1: And okay. and it's Compost. not just Matt Compost. Rogers. Give the whole team credit. It's Matt Rogers and Harry Tannenbaum, who is Susan Kerr, the designer of the Apple logo's son, and he's a fantastic founder in his own right. So
0: I just never met him. Yeah. This thing looks like comment. an Apple product. Uh, yeah, imagine like an Apple-designed trash can but it's for composting so you all okay. of your food how scraps. often do you guys use this every thing? day daily every day it's, our kids love it.
1: yeah it's actually one it of is. my favorite products in our house now and i've been
0: okay so what happens you put it in then what every night it runs like a dish you run the dishwasher at night you run your mill at night but it's on auto so you don't have to do it and then it turns all the food into soil
3: that's actually pretty sweet why don't you we? Yeah, get one, I, one. I mean
0: we're not vips look,
3: you guys we were investors i all, i looked at invested I looked at a business called Garby a while ago, which is a smart garbage can that identified the shit you were throwing out and would just reorder the stuff as you threw it out.
2: That doesn't seem environmentally friendly. Like, but Brit, you what guys, happens
3: with the store? I'll have to it say, what you do with
1: it. I was very skeptical about this. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we were investors and it's hardware and all the things that we've just said. And then when it got into our house, I was even like, am I really going to use this? And I find it to be the most delightful product to use because you put, you put so the food... What What do you do with all the soil? You can put it in your garden or you can send it back to them and they distribute it to farms that need it.
3: That's a great business model. So they're getting all this free soil and like they make and they're not even paying you for it.
0: But you're doing better. I mean, we like we put it in our garden and our plants and stuff. But um, yeah, it's it's um, I'm. Uneaten food is the most common material in landfills, and most of it comes from our homes. And when it rots, it produces methane, a gas that's 80 times more potent than CO2. So it's also just like – there's
1: Good know, for everything.
0: Good. It's really – yeah. Can it's you
2: like, buy uh, one of these
0: like on the open yeah. internet or do you have Mill, to tell people? Yeah. Mill.com. M-I-L-L.
3: I can't. It's going to be Apple.com soon because of their carbon zero agreement. They're going to say, but you know "Oh, what? don't I worry." I actually think
1: this is case in point. Matt Rogers <laughs> is a multi time hardware entrepreneur. The guy is world class, and he, you know they just. I was thinking about it. It's like, wow, this guy is amazing. He knocks it out of the park. He adds things to you know the wall with the nest, and he's like one of the only people that's landing things in homes that's actually improving key things. Um, he
2: was part of the iPhone team with Tony,
0: wasn't I believe
1: he? so. Yeah. Really?
2: Also, our
0: kids like love seeing it's like magic every morning. They open it and they're like, "It is soil again." And it's like teaching them this. It, it does feel magical. There's like a
2: fun moment,
0: learning. It is moment, kind of shocking.
1: Like, it's amazing how
2: how come I've never seen one of these in the wild. It just you guys talk about all your favorite things, and I had to bring it launched. up. I'm slightly skeptical. No, it just Very launched like just.
3: a month ago. No, I, I mean I, I'm more in on this. Okay. I want <laughs> two. Yeah. No, well. yes. Let's get affiliate you codes for our listeners. Cool I <laughs> I will, look, I will say on the Harvard thing, I'll tell you, like, I was, like, joking, but joking, meaning not totally joking the other day with my obsession with printers. It's like, man, like, Bloomberg had the Bloomberg terminal, like, should the information make custom printers that only print information articles, and then sell them for a bunch of money is and the I mean, how steampunk and cool would that be? You'd be like, you pay 10000 bucks. the terminal of the information prints your articles our subscribers
2: and are problem- too intelligent to pay us $10,000 for a printer. Can that I tell you a fun Apple story mm, about
3: printers? I don't know. It's a pretty great experience because then it's just I'm like paper bring this back. and you're like, oh, that's <laughs> I'm going to bring article. this back.
0: I started out as an intern at Apple way back in the day and I worked in the marketing and PR group originally um, and every day we'd have to print out physically for Steve Jobs every press story that um, happened about Apple the day prior. And by 9 a.m., it was my job to drop off this packet of the printed articles on Steve's desk. And I would walk into his office and I would hold my breath because I heard all these horror stories where he just fires you (laughs) on the spot. And I would, like, drop it off and I would walk out so fast. I was so nervous. (laughs) Um, But he wanted to, like, he, it's, like, I think ironic and funny how, like, that's how he wanted to consume information.
2: That's a great story, Brett, but on multiple levels. Because I, most people are afraid of like Anna Wintour as the intern. I love this. Like you were the intern who had to like walk in every day, every day with <sighs> a stack of paper. Also today, can you imagine? Like you could not publish all the things written about Apple in right. a day. Right, like. Yeah. Um, or print. So that's fabulous. Well, that's you need more story. interns.
3: You need five interns. <laughs> but like, look, I would love to have, print, but the thing, uh, the, the hardware thing was gonna be like, I was like, how would you even make that? Like, it's really hard. Like, what do you, would you have like an Arduino and like somehow plug it into an example? Yeah. Would you, have, like if I wanted a custom printer that only printed stuff, it's like, I don't even know how to begin. I think that is how that. you would do and, it. Like, it is very different. Right? That software. is how you would do it. You'd start Just, with
1: Arduino. Are you launching a new hardware business
0: you'd, right now, Sam? You have enough you'd, margin you'd, on you'd, that? Are
1: you, you, you want to fund it? <laughs> we love fund funding it? hardware businesses. <laughs> you'd, st- you'd start with Arduino. You'd use a 3D printer. You'd get all the co- okay. other components off Let's Alibaba. So I,
2: I want to talk a little bit about spatial computing. Okay. because If we just go back. So Dave, you're saying that the ability, a camera that can take images for spatial computing, Sam, this is the one thing that you've gotten excited about this episode. Like why is this, is what, what do you actually mean? I, explain it to us. And then also, is this like, because we're all gonna live in VR? Cause we're not, no. so.
1: I guess I'll take it first because I mean two things. I think that there's this VR vision that people think that this lands in, right? On the one hand. And on the other hand, it's what I guess I'm trying to posit here, which is that this Cambrian moment, computing happened, we've got computers everywhere. How do we make them all come together to improve our lives in a meaningful way? And I think those are two very different things, but Apple's march towards spatial computing is actually the thing driving, like pulling all of this stuff together and making it all work in a way that is more integrated. And so I think you kind of have two things going on, right? Like you've got a, You're now going to have a watch that you can tap your hands and interact with and you've got a, a phone that can take photos, or I'm sorry, it's videos that are spatial videos, and you can watch those on your um, Vision Pro someday. Um, but it's not necessary. like you don't have to, right? Like it could just be that, you know, you're going on vacation or you've got some great, you're going surfing with your kids and you want to remember that in a far more detailed way. And so the, the, yeah. the use case may be that, you actually never put on the headset um, unless you want to go back and remember those memories. Right. Or, you know, the, I was, uh, I was talking to a couple of um, the uh, people on the management team at Apple yesterday. And one of the, one of the best use cases people are saying is sports, just that, you know, being able to watch sports in this thing is apparently just shockingly awesome because the depth uh, it's like this spatial depth thing that the, that the, that these things are doing. Cause the, it's a combination of two lenses and LIDAR that creates this. So you've got a depth map in the actual uh, video. And so it, it sort of turns it into a, a depth video, I guess is maybe the right way to think about it, that, you know, makes you feel like you're actually back in the moment. Or in the case of sports, like you're literally there courtside watching, um, which I think is going to feel pretty radical um, the more it more it comes around.
2: Sam, what's your excitement about? I mean, maybe it's, Dave articulated well.
3: About well, I mean, I think Dave is basically, to me, I think the most magical hardware experience I've had in a long time was the Insta360, mm-hmm. right? Ironically, not a device made by Apple. Love despite that thing. The fact that it's impossible, yeah. right?
2: And tell me, it's a very small camera. It Tiny. looks like almost like yeah. a. Smaller than a GoPro. Yeah, it's just, it's
3: yeah. it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's, but, and like, it is the product that GoPro should have been, but isn't, partially because the GoPro sucks at software. And Insta360 is really good at software, but like, it keeps the horizon. You can spin around. It's super easy to interact with. And it like, it is a demonstrably better experience than just a flat video. And it's because of the way it works is like, you just on the margin will always use Insta360 over a traditional camera because it's just, it's strictly better and you can reproduce normal video better, but you can also create other experiences and re-explore them to me, the spatial computing thing in that direction is just like the obvious kind of next directional step. And, you know, if Insta360 10 years ago, maybe more, you know, in the early days of like, Oculus, if you want to do a 3D video, you know, I remember you get like a globe of cameras, like GoPros in an array, right? And it was just like fucking impossible to do like exactly. And now like Insta360 just nailed it, that piece of it. This is just kind of like the next level up of that. And I think, It'll be useful in all sorts of directions, and it will just be better. Like there'll be a point, just as we look back and we're like, man, you know, when we were when when we were kids, yes, we had photos, but we have so few, and they're pretty shitty, right? And like now we're like we have photos of everything, and like they're much richer. Like our children will look back and like I cannot believe how shitty the quality was. Right. And that of like the content from our childhood. And it's going to be because of tech like this.
1: There's just yeah. no question. Um,
0: Olivia Rodrigo, who mm-hmm. is a big name in the Morin household. It's very, very famous. Thanks for type.
2: consistently um, taking our age down a Amazing,
1: amazing Ooh, new album. That? Oh
2: my God. She's the next Taylor Swift. Sam,
0: she's it? like the,
1: She's like the best new singer songwriter. She's 20.
0: Okay. But you don't know who she is. You're joking. You don't know who...
1: Does she compost? <laughs> Maybe. Compost and
0: she's Probably. carbon neutral by 2030. And she recorded her whole new music video that came out yesterday and timed with the Apple event and her new album just came out and with the iPhone 15 and using all the spatial video tools and things. So it's also interesting. Obviously, that was for like- I guess you can't purpose, watch it yet
1: though, right? Or can you?
0: Well, you can watch the video, but you can't, I don't know, get the- I don't know the details on how. It sounds to really cool,
2: but may I remind us that like 3D never really took, I mean, you used to be able to have 3D. This, this is no, but,
3: different. But it, yeah, this, it's also like, it's just so much more yeah. data, right. That you can work with it. And, and like, I just don't, I there's like no way that you don't, that it's not going to end up make, heightening what you can do, everything from editing on, th- if you want to edit something into 2D versus just like, you know, I actually do believe that the place VR will work is like, for sure I'm gonna to wanna to replay my memories in VR. Like, there's just no chance. It's like, of course you're gonna want that, right? Like, you know, uh, on top of the fact that like just scanning the real world, like the, the hardest, I, I actually am in the camp, although I'm generally very skeptical on VR. Like it obviously is a real technology. One of the hardest things is world creation and like the easy way to create a world is going to be to just like walk through with an Insta360 or this thing and clone it digitally and then explore it. And like the reality is we're just moving in that direction reasonably quickly. We're like, you know, the world building tools are going to be super hard, but if you told me the way 3D if you told me the way VR actually happens is you get the capture devices good enough and cheap enough and ubiquitous enough people start capturing all this real world stuff and then to to against all of my things you throw AI on top of it and you're like, hey, AI machine, I just walked through like the Taj Mahal, make it like way sicker and psychedelic. Like that is, because it's too hard for humans to make 3D worlds. Without so being, this is exactly what so that's we saw why yesterday. <laughs> I was
0: on the Google Maps Street View team in 2007 when Street View just launched, and yeah, we would put these crazy cameras on cars and like drive through Brazil and India, and like now, if people have this on their phone, I bet there's some some kind of crowdsourcing. Thing. No, there,
3: there is. Where it's it's called Nexar, and yeah. we're oh, investors okay, in great. it, and it works yep. really fucking. Nexar has like literally snapshots of the entire most of the world's streets every like, from, like minutes, real people. because they have so many cameras and they just deploy cameras everywhere and stitch it all together in the cloud and like can replay like every street, every major street in America. But like, to Sam's point, industry. what we saw yesterday
1: right. was, you know, it was sort of a little footnote at the end of the keynote. But, you know, every single new iPhone is carrying that map, that capability, like starting in a couple months, right? So this data is gonna, yeah. and I think that's the other thing that we're not talking about here, Jess, which is that, You know, the story of what's going on with AI and databases and all of this stuff is this sort of, it's also Cambrian, right? It's taking many different data types, bringing them all together and creating these like symphonies of new, like Sam said, generative experiences, et cetera. And like, that's what's happening here is that like this spatial video is like a combination of many, many, many different sensors and the power of that silicone all coming together to make this possible now in a way that wasn't before.
3: I just would keep saying Dave it's not a Cambrian explosion because it's designed by a single centralized node. Like a Cambrian yeah, explosion, but it not a Cambrian data. of the data, the,
2: the, the industry where I wide trend. It's,
3: yeah, Sam, I, I I get it. I'm just saying it's like it's a very a Cambrian explosion is like an is a evolutionary concept. It's not god. no And like Apple is a yeah, god yeah, yeah. oriented. Yeah,
1: Sam, sorry. Vertical. I I put Apple as a as a as a good example of somebody who is trying to bring together tons of different chips and all this stuff. There are, I mean, look at all of our desks. There's just compute everywhere, right? Like this is something that needs to happen across yeah. the whole ecosystem. They're just one example, right? Like yeah. I should be clear. And on I that. think
2: it's really, it's it's really interesting. I guess I do this for a living, to like handicap companies' strengths and weaknesses and go into these new eras. Because I'll totally say, like, if it comes to like OS level, all of that. Apple's exceptional, but like, you know, we've we've had a lot of reporting around how they're approaching AI, for instance, and they are tripping up over like data's being in different silos, right? Like their, their real privacy crusade, which again is, you know, well-motivated, but has led to all sorts of unintended consequences around what they can do with their data, sure. right? There's a reason that you know, they are deep in this partnership with Google search, which for those of you guys like is now gone to trial in the the DOJ, something we'll probably talk about in the future. We're in the middle of beginning of a 10 week trial over the question of that search deal and others. And so I think if we're, it's unclear, like, will Apple like develop some great software and use AI in their products and that? Yes. But like, we're in the cusp of something, and these integration issues with different types of data, like that they haven't, you know, they've they've relied on other on their open, they're open on their closed ecosystem of apps to deliver those kinds of things to consumers, and maybe that that's fine. Like you don't have to control every single piece of it. But well,
3: well, the, I actually think this is the real antitrust argument, which is that because Apple is so centralized, right, in terms of how they approach this stuff, and because they are gonna have weaknesses. I think the bigger, honest, possible case is that Apple will, because of their data structures and how they approach privacy and much of other stuff, at a pretty deep level, hold back the world's innovation hmm. on this stuff, right? um literally because not on not on purpose not like in some like super because they have a very opinionated stance and it's not a cambrian explosion it's this like top-down integrated stack approach and like the argument that actually antitrust is wrong and thinking about any specific layer i mean like oh well you control that so you're squelching innovation in that specific that's not the way to think about it it's like if you are like literally half of the world's phones and all of the rich people world phones are yours your opinions about how an ecosystem should or shouldn't work will literally at a like like global level hold back or push forward innovation in certain areas, right? And I think that's the real place we're at, is these companies are so big, it's not even on purpose, but Apple specifically, like their philosophy of this stuff is gonna dramatically influence timelines on what does and doesn't happen.
2: Yeah, it's true. But then the alternative is like people can't pick the products they want. I mean, I don't know, like this is the
3: well, no, the, the alternative is like the internet. The internet. Remember that thing? That was sweet, right? Like where it was like open protocols. Yeah, right? I mean, and it, like, it, services could trade data, and there wasn't like a master deciding what apps you couldn't, couldn't launch. I mean, one of right? my uh, like,
1: if I could wave a magic wand and have a, a, a hardware API, you know, like I think that would be amazing, right? Like. I think there's probably factories that Apple just stops using that are, you know, could produce enormously interesting hardware for like lots of entrepreneurs. And the the fact that it's, you know, you, you it's so hard to produce these hardware things like we've been talking about. Like that's like my sort of, pie-in-the-sky dream that, like, I wish that, like, the hardware ecosystem, like, Apple had, like, an open hardware ecosystem that they en- enabled, not just an app ecosystem, right? Because then you'd have a real Cambrian explosion of things.
3: Yeah, I, I would be a, that would be super cool. I mean, the problem is, as we all know, like, that, like, economically yeah, just I makes know. no sense for them, right? It's, like, for anyone, right? That's you know, the problem the is, that is, like, when you actually human Apple beings TV, making right? shit. I mean,
2: that was a big deal. When you can get Apple TV and... Mm-hmm. Formerly known as iTunes, or maybe still known as iTunes, or have lost track. Right on, we get it on a Samsung TV. Right, like that was a big deal um, because that wasn't, um, that wasn't the Apple way. So, um, guys, I think we covered a lot of ground. This kind of our Apple episode. Like, (laughs) what? Do have? Is there more to say about? There's always more to say about Apple,
0: but we can come back to this one several times. We love the Dave and I love the fruit company. Let's be honest.
3: So mm-hmm. what's is they it gonna be apple. is it gonna be it's like is it, what's is the title gonna be of the episode like biting the fruit of app of apple and then composting it? Like there's gotta be <laughs> yeah. some like Yeah, you know, I have ideas. Listeners
2: may know. I, I take notes throughout these episodes composting apples oh apple. the all-important title of the episode. And to bring you guys behind the scenes, I was getting um, some feedback from my husband that our episode titles weren't punchy enough. So if you notice a punchier direction. Um, you can credit Sam for that. I, I like to make sure that they're grammatically correct, but <laughs> I have some ideas. So we, we don't want to, I mean, people clicked on the title. They know what title we pay.
0: Yeah, I if guess, they
1: made it this far, they can, they can. If uh, you
2: made it this far. Um,
1: see how the Brett, Apple is composting. any final
0: thoughts for us? Um, go buy an iPhone 15
2: and. Uh, Wait, why are we promoting Apple? I don't, we can't <laughs> I don't
1: really know. Go buy an iPhone don't us. <laughs> The Titanium is pretty cool.
2: I will say, Dave, here's a question for you. Does everyone still get up and like cheer at the beginning of an Apple event? Because it always made me as a journalist somewhat uncomfortable to be part of like seeing like just journalists like standing up and cheering. Not that people can't acknowledge the company, but it's very unusual. People don't cheer at press conferences.
1: Uh, You know, it was interesting. There was actually a lot of cheering during the environmental section. This time, oh, which I which go. I noticed, it was noticeable. But I don't I don't think the phenomenon you're describing happens. I mean, I think when Tim walks out, people are, you know, welcoming and whatnot. But it's a you know, I, I would describe it as normal crowd behavior. Normal crowd I crowd would be excited if there's a cheer of compost. <laughs> compost. Oh my god, we're going to get, get off this
2: call, and Sam's going to order three of these things. They're going to arrive. Mm. We're not going to know what to no, do. No, they're easy. He's never going to compost, and I'm going to be stuck. You guys are going to love out, it. So. Your
1: kids are going to love it.
2: Okay yeah. Well, we'll probably report back on a future episode. Right. Um, to everyone out there, thanks for listening to another episode of more or less. We are um, so grateful for the listeners, the feedback, the reviews, the yeah. comments, the story ideas. and um, we'll see you next week.
0: See
1: you guys later. have a good
2: one. Bye.
1: Bye.
0: If you enjoyed this show, please leave us a virtual high five by rating it and reviewing it on Apple podcast, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Find more information about each episode in the show notes and follow us on social media by searching for at more or less at Dave Morin at lesson at lesson, And as for me, I'm at Brit. See you guys next time.